You're listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode three. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Welcome to another inspiring, motivating episode of Zero Lives Left. I am Wayne Denner and I have a massive episode for you today. Firstly, you're going to want to go and grab a pen and a paper and get yourself tuned in. We are chatting to my good friend, author, speaker, entrepreneur and MS champion, Connor Devine. Connor shares his honest advice and insight into dealing with multiple cirrhosis at the age of just 26, fighting back and developing his business, GDP Partnership, who now have offices in Dublin and Belfast. Connor takes us on his journey for the next 30 minutes and shares some real valuable advice for those seeking to get into business as well as students who are going to be graduating in 2015. You're going to love this episode. Don't forget, please rate and review the episode of this show. I know I bang on about it, but each review I receive motivates me and inspires me to push on and create even more episodes for you, the listener. The reviews also ensure that we become visible in iTunes. So if you've not yet done it, please do leave a review. Subscribe to this podcast in iTunes. And if you're listening on Stitcher, make sure you subscribe over there. Okay, are you ready? Are you switched on? Let's get right into the interview. All right, welcome back to another episode of Zero Lives Left. I am super excited today. We have an unbelievable episode coming up. We have a motivator, an inspirator. Uh, We have an entrepreneur and an author. And we also have an MS champion all here today. Connor Devine, thank you so much for joining me on Zero Lives Left. Hi, Wayne. It's a pleasure to be on uh, talking to you this morning. So I'm looking forward to going through uh, these questions. Yeah. Great, man. Let's let's kick right into it here. There's some exciting stuff coming up. I want to get this content out to the listeners. Uh, having, having a look at your website, uh, probably how I came across you initially, Connor, was uh, I actually seen you on the Late Late Show um, on RTE. And I, I remember it quite well. You were on talking about your book. You were talking about your journey. Um, you know, one of your mantras is life changes. Can you give the listeners a bit of an overview um, where this has come about and the reason behind it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, to keep it fairly brief, in 2008, uh, 2006, sorry, I, I got married and something happened to me um, apart from the life changing event, which is marriage. But <laughs> I got ill on honeymoon and I was struck down with the virus and I was quite ill probably for about 12 months and nobody really knew what it was. I was subsequently diagnosed with multiple cirrhosis and over the next four years up to 2010 I really really struggled. Uh, I was off work for just over a year and then for the three years up to 2010 I was back at work but it was quite difficult. I struggled mentally and physically with the condition. Um, so around 2010, um, I started basically to fight back. I, I introduced personal development to my life, um, which I'll talk about later on. And I started to um, get the energy and the enthusiasm to try and fight back against the illness. And I was asked by a local charity, would I be interested in running the Belfast Marathon? And that was really the uh, the start of my journey, which is ultimately where I am now, four years 
on and I continue to get stronger. So in terms of the mantra, the first uh, thing I would say on a mantra is I, I read a lot of quotations and I do a lot of uh, reading in general. Um, I never used to, but but I've started to do this since I got sick. Um, and it's really, really helped my mind and helped my, my overall health. But I wrote a book about two years ago and the guys at the Late Late Show seen my book and they asked me would I come on and share my story. So obviously the Late Late Show is a huge show in Ireland and that night that I was on there was over a million people watching so it was a very, very powerful thing uh, and a great opportunity for me to get on there. And then what happened really way in over that weekend was I got hundreds of emails, basically, you know, ordinary, ordinary people um, from all over Ireland saying that they, they thought my story was very powerful and wishing me all the best. And that really gave me a, a lot of encouragement and the book I called Attitude is Everything because I believe that, you know, if you have the right attitude and approach to life and business and relationships, then then you will get there. And and this most recent one, which is Life Changes, is something that uh, it's more uh, a wee bit deeper in that, you know, all of us in the next six weeks, six months, six years, our life is going to change um, with different things are going to happen. And you have to be really prepared for what life throws at you. So that's something that I brought into my website last year life changes it's something that I hashtag sometimes when I blog and stuff and it's really just throwing it out there and more to sort of get people like yourself to ask me what does it actually mean so that's sort of what is what it meant that what it means and the changes that have happened in my life in the last eight years have been absolutely astonishing um, so that's really where that that originates from me. Wow, I mean, it's such an interesting journey. I mean, uh, you know, life changes. Yeah, I mean, wow. Uh, and, and really, you know, for you, I mean, for anybody of us, uh, you know, having something like that happen in your life is life changing. Um, and, you know, you, you know, you struggle with all aspects of, you know, how are you going to move forward? Um, and how did you cope with that? Um, well, the, the, the truthful answer is I, I didn't. Um, and I, I locked myself uh, away and really um, struggled from 2006 to 2008, 2009. I, I, I mean, just to give you a sense of the, uh, the uh, symptoms that I was experiencing from the illness at that time, I struggled to walk and I struggled to, to do normal things like shopping and stuff. And I had, I had you know, multiple sclerosis is a, is a very debilitating and nasty, nasty condition. And the, the, the big thing about it is it, it seems to attack people or hit people when they're thriving and between their 20s and their 40s. So um, for me, I really, really struggled. So how I coped was um, I immersed myself. I actually found a guy in America who had the same condition and I got his literature and his books and he really switched me on and turned my fire on. As a guy called Montel Williams who's got his own talk show over there. That sort of adjusted my mindset to say, look, if this chap uh, has a similar condition, then, you know, maybe I could fight back like him and, and get strong again. Um, and the other thing, you know, Will Smith comes out with uh, some great quotes as well, the, the well-known actor. And, you know, one of the things I look at is, you know, don't try and reinvent the wheel. You know, we're always looking yeah, for answers yeah. and how do, we, how do we have a smarter business and how can we work more efficiently? And the truth is it's all been done before and and now with the power of social networking and the internet and Google and all sorts of stuff I mean if people uh, you know work on themselves if you work harder on yourself than you do in your job that's something that Jim Rohn says so work harder on yourself than you do in your job I mean that's that's unbelievably powerful and and I try and do that all the time and ultimately if you work harder on yourself well you'll develop the skill set and ultimately the, the upshot of that is you'll probably go further in terms of your career so, I mean, that's pretty much where, where I'm at with that type of stuff. 
I mean, I think our listeners are getting some really, really valuable information here. And I mean, the whole aspect of life changing, you know, the whole idea behind this podcast is really to inspire and motivate young people that if they're in a particular point in their life where they're not happy, maybe they want a change of career, maybe they're going to leave university and they're not sure what to do. Um, life is short and life changes all the time. And I mean, what age were you, Connor, whenever, you know, you, you were impacted with multiple cirrhosis? Um, I was 28. I was a made a director in the property company I was working in at the time in Belfast. And I was, it was around sort of 2006. So we were right in the middle of the boom in our Ireland at the time we were making plenty of money it was you know I, I, I actually felt in, invincible and um, probably in, a, in an arrogant way you know I had done quite well and I was getting married and everything was great and then bang out of the blue I was wiped out but I mean I try and sort of you know break this thing down because it's you don't have to be actually diagnosed with a condition and it just my story obviously is powerful because there's, there, there was a challenge around the actual condition but I think most of us out there you know, there was listening to the radio this morning, and and one of the messages from one of the contributors was be kind to people because, you know, there's a lot of times that people that you see or meet every day, they're fighting battles that you don't know anything about. And I would suggest with my business now that we have created in GDP, we meet people all of the time, and the amount of challenges um, with out there in the economy and at the minute with families and businesses is incredible so you don't actually need to be officially diagnosed with stuff like I know for a fact that every person at the minute is is fighting some form of battle but for me the only way that you're going to overcome that is to you know work out a plan yes you need the approach and the attitude and the willpower to do that but that will come if you take action and actually decide that you want to get better or you want to improve your situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, did you come from an entrepreneurial background? I mean, was it something you stumbled across? Um, did you leave university thinking, okay, you know what, I'm going to set up GDP partnership. This is what we're going to do. Or, or how did it come together? Um, the, the truth is, well, my, my father has always sort of worked for himself. Um, and, but, I mean, we've no, we've no huge entrepreneurial success in the family. But, you know, whenever I went, I left home at 18 and went to university. And I've always sort of been fending for myself. And, I've, you know, we, we, we weren't a wealthy family by any stretch of imagination, just very normal. My motivation is that I, I, I was, uh, like most students, uh, skint, had no money in university. And I made a decision around university time that I never really wanted to be skint again. Um, it's not nice having no money in your pocket to pay for things. And that's really my motivation is to work as hard as I can. Obviously, it's one of the motivations to make sure that I have enough money to get through and, and can provide for everybody else. So that's really one of my big motivations from an entrepreneurial point of view. Um, obviously, that's now kicked on because I've got, you know, I always wanted to work for myself. started working at 13 in a local hotel and and I've always sort of been working like I've I've, I've never not been working um, and I, and I've played a, a lot of sport in that time but I was always sort of you know hoping to get a pay packet at the end of the week no matter what it was so yeah I'm, I'm very fairly self-driven but I think in recent times over the last 10 years it's that fear of not having enough money to keep going so I, I it's not a nice feeling not having any any money in your pocket. No, I hear you, man. I can remember in 2006 not having enough money for a pint of milk. I think I needed 36p for one of the small half pints of milk. And I remember that clearly in my head. And, you know, I I thought, you know, I'm never going to go back to those days again. And and like you, I'm striving, I'm pushing on, I'm motivated, I'm getting up in the morning. I mean, and it's, you know, when you're working for yourself, when you're an entrepreneur, when you're self-employed, 
it takes an incredible amount of motivation. And I see a lot of stuff that you're doing online and, and fitness seems to be a core part of your life. Yeah, well, I think it's a it's a huge a huge part of, of me at the moment and I've been doing some research and stuff over the last couple of years and I recently did an article for the Irish News there whereby a lot of the world's top CEOs are extremely fit. Um, and I, I don't think it's a coincidence, you know. Personally, you know, I'm, I'm I'm training nearly every day at the moment. Now I have reasons to do that, but I, I think most people should should definitely exercise more. But the benefits of looking after yourself through food and nutrition and exercise is absolutely astounding. And then, if you have your own business, the benefits that you can bring with your newfound health to your business and your employees or if you're working for a company is incredible you know you're a lot sharper you're fresh you're more alert you're more creative you're more innovative you have more energy I mean that's all stuff that you know now that I'm saying it you're probably going that that sort of makes sense but until you know it's like everything you don't get anything out of life if you don't put it in I've found that you know the earlier I've got up I get up really early in the morning do most of my training in the morning and Although it takes you a while away to get into that flow, but you start getting used to it and you start getting stronger. And once your mind's strong um, and you're healthy, then everything else, for me, appears to take care of itself. It's a, it's a very powerful thing, you know, and I think it's very under undermined um, at the minute and there's not enough chat about it. Um, so that's something that I, I, I hope to continue with. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I remember getting up last year and, and going on to Instagram and seeing some of your pictures where you were out running at like six in the morning and it was raining and it was dark and it was miserable. And no, I just thought, oh, wow. I was actually in bed. I used to do that for ages, letting on. <laughs> and, but I, no, I didn't actually. I, I've, I've never done that. I've done a few things, but 100% of the time that I'm tweeting, that I'm out doing stuff, yeah. I'm actually doing that. So, um, no, it, look, at it's, it's a great space to be in. I cut out the drinking about a year ago, and I've just I've just sort of changed my life like it's at the minute. And thankfully, thankfully, things are moving in the right direction. So, I mean, what do you think are, are some of the challenges? I mean, somebody leaving, you know, you know, leaving a job, a full time job now, security of a regular wage coming in every month, um, you know, wanting to really get out and be captain of their own ship, start their own business. I mean, what sort of challenges do small, medium enterprises in Northern Ireland face in terms of making an overall success of their business? You've been talking extensively about finance and, and, and banks not lending and this sort of stuff. And I would tend to agree that it's very difficult for a small business now to access any sort of capital. Yeah, well, to- totally. I mean, that's sort of the space we're in now in terms of my own business day to day. So we, we would meet with lots of entrepreneurs and lots of SMEs and business owners. And the big the big challenge over the next, to put this into some form of context, our banks aren't really lending, to be fair. And the reason they're not really lending is they don't have any money. And the reason they don't have any money is because they lost their hats in the property crash, hundreds of millions of pounds locally. Um, we've only got three or four main banks here, and most of them were close to going bust in the last uh, property downturn. We had the biggest property downturn in the world ever, um, and some of our, most of our banks were bailed out by the government. I mean, Ulster Bank is 82% owned by the taxpayer, so that gives you some context. Um, so I can understand uh, that the problem that we're now in, and that the banks just are very cautious um, to lend to startups and SMEs um, because obviously they want to get their money back plus banks are not charities. They obviously have to make money to stay in existence. So the biggest challenge for anyone in business today is always going to be working capital and cash flow um, and how do you secure 
uh, working capital to to invest in your business. And the truth is, it's very very difficult. Most companies, most businesses we meet are in many occasions Robin Peter to pay Paul. I mean, for a new company to get to the thirty sixth month is a real achievement. Three years in business, you know, sixty five percent of of new businesses go to the wall within twelve months. I mean, the statistics are absolutely frightening. Um, but my view would be um, that something that I've probably benefited off is if you're thinking of starting your own business or you've started your own business, you need to get around good people and you should start associating yourself or meeting people who maybe you look up to, maybe you admire their businesses, maybe you admire what they've done in the past. Send them an email, flick them at a tweet or whatever and, and try and get 10 minutes with them and try and surround yourself with people who are actually doing it and have been there. Um, I think that the advice and the company that you share will will um, dictate your own sort of journey, you know, in terms of an entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it's critical that you do surround yourself with those people who you can feed off, those people who can add value to your business. And, you know, it can be very, it can be a very lonely existence when you're starting up as a small business. Maybe you're just a one-man band and you really don't know where to go. There is support out there, you know, and this is why I find social media really, really good. And, and you'll agree with this, Connor. It's great for connecting with people. You know, yeah. I mean, you're connecting with Montel Williams in the States and I see you guys having conversations on Twitter. I mean, that's Phenomenal. I mean, Twitter has enabled you guys to come together and, and share a common interest. Yeah, look, it, 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 it's, it's just incredible. I mean, Twitter is a, an amazing tool. I mean, there's Facebook and LinkedIn, but they're, two, they're three very different different mediums and they have different pros and cons. But um, no, I mean, it's there's you, you have everything now to succeed, but you've also everything to, to fail. My view is the big turning point for me was personal development was working harder on yourself than you do in your job. I mean, I'm doing this every day. I must read at least 100 quotes every day, and that keeps me motivated and powered on to keep progressing. Like, if you, you know, I, I think those who don't immerse themselves in personal development, I work on a, a percentage game, and the percentages of you failing at something, if you're not investing in yourself, is higher than, you know, if you do invest in yourself. So I think, you know, it's, it's safer to try and, try and go along that route. And I'm so excited that you, you hit on that nail. I mean, because that's something that we talked about in, in, in one of the previous podcasts. We talk about the whole aspect of investing in yourself. And many people think when they leave university, that's the end of the learning process. But, you know, you need to be constantly reinvesting in yourself, you know, going along and doing training courses, upskilling. If it's, it's going back to university and doing another qualification, the whole aspect of investing in yourself, both professionally and personally, I feel, uh, as you agree, is very, very important. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I sort of have this view on our, I think our education system is completely flawed. Um, I think our primary and secondary education and university as well. I mean, we're all taught from where we boys, we girls to grow up, work hard in school and get a really good job. And what that really means is make money for people who run the company. And we're not taught at a young age to be entrepreneurial. We're not taught about numbers and figures. And so that needs to change. Will it change? Probably not. But, I mean, a friend of mine runs a, a kidpreneur project in Sydney and they're teaching children as young as six to be entrepreneurs. They're bartering and selling uh, goods and stalls and stuff from the age of six to 14. And yeah. that project in Australia is going really, really well. And it's things like that that we need to bring over here because I would suggest that the learning process starts when you leave university because that's whenever you're actually out on your own going, right, shit, what do I, where, yeah. do I, where do I go from here? Because... I knew every morning I had to go to primary school and 
my dad left me to the, the school and my mum lifted me and then I got the bus to the secondary school and I got the bus home and I'm sort of I've got through university already but once you finish university you're sitting there going right you know where to next that's for me when the real learning starts is whenever you're on your own you know good luck mate what path are you going to take here and unfortunately you know people just take a job that they maybe dislike or they're not overly interested in but they're in the system nearly and I just think it's such a waste and it's a, it's just the wrong journey to put young people on but I mean I don't think uh, I'm not convinced if you look at Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad he talks a lot about this um, in that book about what his rich dad taught him and what his poor, bad t- poor dad taught him so it's an interesting um, concept that I'm talking about but I, I, I just I just think I started learning once I left university nearly yeah and I mean I, I, I you're like me you know you're a father now I mean you've got you've got children of your own and I mean I have a I have a five-year-old who is so switched on to how to make money um, he's he's saving his, his 10 peas and his 5 peas and his 50 peas and he's putting them all together and he's wanting to go and buy something he yeah. understands now that if he does something around the house he'll get some money for it I mean you know and, and that's stuff that unfortunately is not being taught in schools and again you know because he's coming from you know obviously my entrepreneurial background I'm trying to instill that those lessons in him because it's really really important because you're absolutely right when you're going through a university and if I think back to my university days although I was somewhat entrepreneurial I was propped up by overdrafts and credit cards and and all this sort of stuff where I was getting all this sort of free money well it had to be paid back of course but at the end of it then what next I mean I remember in in upper sixth um, there was maybe 25 in our class and outside of four or five of the students who, who knew what they wanted to be like you know a farmer or an airline pilot or I wanted to work in my dad's electrical shop like this is another guy most of us hadn't a clue I mean we got into the UCAS system the half of us ended up doing degrees and I was in transport management because it's the only course that let me into in Jordanstown and then I fell into estate management I mean that that's a very typical path for students now who and, and, and if you analyse that it's a very wrong path you know, there's no not enough personal development. I had never heard of the word personal development until I was 28. Why was I not made aware of this when I was in primary four? You know, the whole thing's a joke. So, like, I just think that there's so much uh, work needs done with our young people and, and our curriculums and education, but um, unfortunately, I can't do everything. Uh, yeah, you know, you're not Superman yet. <laughs> you know, I, I completely agree. And, you know, just to, to sort of, you know, wrap it up. Um, I mean, I I could not agree more with what you're saying. Um, you know, if you had any advice for somebody leaving university in 2015, I mean, we're in a new year now, try and either start a business or get on the career ladder. I mean, mm. you've mentioned personal development. You've mentioned investing in yourself. Um, you know, what would be your three top tips that, that, a, that a young entrepreneur, a young person leaving, university t- this year should be applying well um number three is uh, probably a, the hard one i would encourage students or anyone to start reading and start reading you know it doesn't matter how long it takes you to read the first book it could take you a year but i would advise people to get into reading because it's a very competitive marketplace out there if you come out of university there's thousands of students all over the uk and ireland here looking for the same job as you so how are you going to elevate yourself above these people? Um, and the, w- the way you're going to do that is do what 5% of them do, which is study um, themselves through personal development. So I would I would suggest people should start reading. The second uh, thing I would suggest is start working. 
So do a part-time job, get in somewhere, get some money coming in. It might be in something that you're not overly passionate about, but get into the system um, where, you, where you're starting to sort of cut your teeth because unless you have a very wealthy background, then most of us have to work. But ultimately, I would save up through that first job to number one, which I think is the most important thing for people coming out of university is to travel. Um, the, I learned more traveling um, in America and Australia and China uh, through my sport than I did in university or in school. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, whenever you're in a foreign country on your own and you're going in to order uh, food or you're in the workplace and you're dealing with people from different environments, different mindsets, it really, really challenges you. But more importantly, it really develops you. Um, I was fortunate enough to travel and, and play a lot of sport and stuff um, in my earlier sort of post-uni days. Um, so I would absolutely advise anyone who's come out of uni, I sold my, my prized possession um, for my plane ticket, which was a Vespa 125 um, uh, scooter. Broke my heart, um, uh, and I got a 1,250 quid, which was enough for the plane ticket to Australia, and I worked in a, in a tunnel of all places, an underground tunnel with probably the biggest collection of ignorant men in the world um, for 12 months but I made a lot of money in that tunnel and more importantly um, it it was an unbelievable experience in terms of developing skills that I thought I never had um, coping mechanisms and dealing with people that I just didn't like and didn't get on with and that, that sort of set my stall out for my sort of entrepreneurial journey you know so travelling is something that I would uh, absolutely encourage anyone to to consider and I definitely agree I mean those are some of the points that I echoed in the first podcast when I when I brought you know listeners through my journey you know I talked about having that part-time job I also talked about travel that how it broadens your horizons and how giving you exposure to different cultures and different people is so useful um, you know it's one thing that we do need to focus more on I mean, I mean so you know finally Connor we, we, we've we've entered a new year and I know you're incredibly busy so I want to keep this sort of tight for you and um, what is 2015 hold for you apart from buying that Vesta back and shooting around the streets of Belfast what yeah. is next for you well, I've since bought another Vespa and sitting in the garage, so I've, I'm all right with a Vespa. But <laughs> what I normally do every Christmas is I, I write down my goals. And I've, started, I've been doing this since I, I read a book called Think and Grow Rich Every Year by Napoleon Hill. Um, and I read it every year because I forget a lot of it the year before. And it keeps me motivated and stuff. So I break it down to my sort of business goals, my sort of and personal life um, and family life. So I think I wrote 18 goals down last week. Um, the standout goals for me from a fitness perspective this year is I hope to complete an Ironman in Barcelona, which is um, probably the, the stiffest test of man on earth um, in terms of the endurance challenge that, that that sort of requires. So I'm really excited about that. That that will be amazing if I can, if and when I do that in it, October. It, it blows my 5k out of the water. It doesn't matter. Like you're you're lapping everybody on the couch, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be too concerned. But so so from a personal position, I mean, I know if I do the Ironman, then that means that I'd have done all this training, which means I'll be really sharp at work. Um, so that moves on to my business goals, and the business goals is is fairly straightforward. And I want to keep developing our brand here at GDP Partnership. We 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 think we're a really unique business. We have a, a number of u- unique selling points, which I think in any business you need at least one USP. And the idea is to develop that brand and, and more importantly, develop the staff that we have in here because we have some great people. And 
I was very fortunate that I'm quite young Wayne and I worked with a lot of good people who invested a lot of time in me um, sort of directly and indirectly so you know now I I like you know hiring people who are um, fairly entrepreneurial and fairly expressive and then you just allow them to be creative and innovative and we're we what you call a participation company and that everybody here is expected to participate in everything that goes on so that's that's something that I brought in last year it's a participation company um, there's a guy in America who I follow on Twitter and I, I read some of his stuff and that's the way he works his businesses so the staff all know and what is expected of them in here and, and hopefully uh, we can keep the shoulder to the wheel and, and allow everybody to, to flourish so that's that's sort of the goals this year my man I have no doubt man that 2015 is going to be massive for you personally and also for um, GDP partnership I mean I really really appreciate Connor you taking the time out today to talk to me I had a bit of technical issues there at the start so thank you so much for sticking with me um, where can people find out some more information about you personally and all so if there's some listeners who are tuned in who may need some of the services that GDP Partnership offer. Okay, well, look, you can get me. I'm, I'm always contactable on Twitter, Connor underscore Devine. You can get me there. Um, in terms of uh, GDP, we're, we're really, um, we're all over the web. Um, we, we launched a new platform in September. It's gdpequityexperts.co.uk. We're bringing out a brand new service, which I'm super excited about in two weeks. It's GDP Smart Wizard. Um, which I'm not going to tell you too much about Wayne but uh, hopefully in the next three years with the Smart Wizard um, I might I might need your help with that actually now that I'm thinking uh, we're really excited about that so no, we're all over Twitter all over Facebook we're LinkedIn so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, you'll not have any trouble finding, finding us well listen Connor will you come back on the podcast in a couple of months give us an update to where things are you know any more advice that you can add I mean you've got a lot of a lot of information there and I'm a firm believer that information changes situations and you know our listeners are getting real real value today you know and you know me I'm going to be coming to Belfast soon it's my shout for lunch next time uh, the smart wizard stuff no problem I want to hear more Connor, motivator, inspirational man, you know, entrepreneur, author, thank you so much for taking time out to talk to me today on Zero Lives Left. No, I really appreciate the opportunity. It's a really, really slick and cool platform, Wayne. So well done and looking forward to catching up with you again soon. Whoa, I hope you've enjoyed that interview. That is some inspiring stuff. That man is a motivator, he's an inspiration, he's an entrepreneur. If you haven't yet done it, please do check out his book, Attitude is Everything. I would highly recommend it. It's available from Amazon. It's available on his website at connordivine.com. Remember, I'm going to be writing up a review on some of the takeaways. You know, Connor talked at length about why investing in yourself is one of the most important things that you can do. He talked about surrounding yourself with the right people. He talked about reading. He talked about expanding your information, you know, some really, really good information that if you're considering starting a business or you're considering, you know, what career path you want to get into, you know, there's some really great information in today's podcast. So I would encourage you to listen to it again because anything is possible. You can make it happen in 2015. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate it. Don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you've got a person that you would like me to interview on the show, please do drop me a tweet to at Wayne Denner or send me an email to podcast at wayandenner.com. Stick around, folks. We're going to have another episode of Zero Lives Left coming 
at you very, very soon. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.